Discover College Soccer is proud to have VO as a partner, and on February 22nd, VO is launching a game changer in sports tech, and you are invited to the exclusive online reveal that will happen at 2 p.m. Eastern on February 22nd. Get ready for a major leap in sports recording and live streaming. We can't wait to see you there. I can't wait to hear what they have in store for us. Just click the link here in the show notes, and we'll see you there. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Discover College Soccer. Today, I'm lucky enough to be joined by Coach Frank from Division Three Women's National Championship, Cal Lutheran. Welcome, Coach. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. Again, congrats on, on a great fall season, uh, coming home with all the hardware. No complaints at all. Absolutely. Uh, one of the best experiences uh, I've ever had in my life. So I can imagine. I can imagine. Well, um, I, I always like to start off talking about recruiting. You know, now that we're here in, in January, you you probably got a, uh, off to a later start than you usually do, uh, having going all the way to the national championship. But, you know, what um, what does your recruiting timeline look like right now, especially as a division three on the women's side? Is your class of 24 pretty much done? You still working on it? Are you looking at 25s? Kind of what's your normal uh, kind of timeline look like each year? So uh, you're exactly right. We're, we're pretty much done with 24. Um, we're really focused in on 25. We got a little bit of a late start, as you mentioned. We missed some recruiting events because we were playing. So we we do feel a little pressure of playing a little bit of catch up um, in that area as far as getting people uh, interested. Uh, we did just have an ID camp, so we were able to to have a good turnout for that. And, uh, um, you know, th that was super, super cool. Uh, probably the easiest uh, one I've ever had with getting people to sign up. It wasn't I didn't have to really work at it. Um, <laughs> we, filled the, we filled the thing up. Uh, pretty quickly, and uh, we had an extra bonus. You know, Angel City FC trains here on campus, so uh, Coach Tweed came by and said hi to the players. And uh, we actually used uh, the field they train on because uh, our, our new stadium turf is being done, and uh, we've had some rain, believe it or not, in California, so uh, it's put us back a little bit as far as the timeline went. So we were kind of uh, looking for a field on campus to use, and they were gracious enough to let us use it. No, that's awesome. Well, you, you talk about you missed a, maybe a couple of events you would have attended. What what are the events that, that you like to go to that are kind of on your must hit list each year? Yeah, we, we would have been at the ECNL Arizona event, obviously, back in November. We would have hit the GA event that was here in California, about an hour or so from us. So those two were sort of the, the big ones that we missed. We were playing both those weekends um, and really wanted to, to hit it hard on the 25s. We've got a pretty good list going, um, but, you know, a little bit of catch up with not being able to see them play. Players were very understanding, obviously, of the situation. And now, you know, looking forward, we've got, you know, obviously, um, hopefully the UCL Texas event we're going to try to get to. Uh, the Las Vegas Player Showcase will be on our list. Uh, ECNL Arizona in the spring. Um, you know, may even spend a couple of days at the the Mayor's Cup in Vegas. Um uh, to, to try to see some some kids we normally wouldn't see. Okay, well, hopefully I'll see you in Vegas at the players. We'll we'll, we'll be the uh, coming all the way from Florida, so uh, so we'll see nice. how that goes. Uh, well, I'm there. Awesome. Well, you you mentioned your ID camp. How important are your ID camps and and maybe ones that your staff or you go to other other colleges or places the the, the for profit camps that are 
putting them on? Like how important are those in your overall recruiting process? I, I really think for us, the, the most important one is the ones we host here because they get they get a real experience of the campus. They get to be coached by the coaches. They get to meet our players who are, you know, walking around uh, doing the tours and, and hanging out during the session so they can kind of get a feel, talk to some of the players. I think those are, are really important for getting a, a great feel for the campus, understanding our, our culture, how we do things. Um, I think that's important. You know, we do get out to some of the other ID camps. I think there's some good ones out there, um, but it's it's also a little bit more difficult. You have lots of kids at those camps. Uh, you don't get to work with them for a long period of time sometimes. Um, they're a little bit more challenging, I, I would say, um, th than some others. The, the ones that clubs put on sometimes are nice because you're, you're, you're going down there, you're, you're at a specific club, um, you get to work with them for a decent amount of time, and then you get to watch them play. Those those are pretty good. I've done a few of those, um, but yeah, they, they are important to the process, especially if you're not on an ECNL or a or a GA uh, team. I, I think those are important for players to get to. Those are a chance to be seen and an opportunity for us coaches to get to see a play. Yeah, absolutely. Well, whether it's at one of these events or at an ID camp, kind of what makes up your your hierarchy of things that you're looking for when you offer a player, whether that's on the field stuff or off the field stuff. So, you know, it's a combination of both. I think you make, you made a great point. We, we look at both. We really believe that the, the cultural aspect of, of the recruit, the piece here is really important to us. We have really good kids, good students. Um, we really want to build authentic relationships amongst our players uh, and really true togetherness. And I think you have to have the right people to make that happen and make that work. So not only are we looking for the best absolute soccer players we can find, um, we're also looking for the best people we can find. And, uh, you know, people say, why were we successful this year? We, we probably weren't the most talented team in Division Three, but we were the best team in Division Three. And and what I mean by that is, you know, culturally, we, ju we just had a, a grit, a grind about us. We were playing for each other till the very end of the game. The number of games we won in the final five minutes or tied in the final five minutes this year, I, I think was the most we've ever had. So you just, just that type of thing was because they were going to play so hard for each other till the very end. So that that's important type of kid that we're getting here. Um, I don't know that that's part of the question. You know, most of our roster is made up of, of ECNL or GA kids for the most part. Um, we're getting a lot of, I'd say, D1 level kids, but more of your mid-major D1 level kid. You know, that that's sort of our, our, our niche. They're kids that, you know, want high academics. They want a small environment and they want to win. I mean, there's so much value on winning. The, you know, people chase the D1, D2 thing sometimes and they miss the part about living in a great area and winning. Those are two really important things to the college experience. Can't argue with that, Coach. Can't argue with that. Um, well, let's talk a little bit more uh, about the school. Um, you know, there's some folks probably not not familiar uh, with Cal Lutheran. So give me some of the highlights, what you think is kind of some awesome things about the school, maybe some things we wouldn't even know just by going through the website. Yeah, um, you know, one of the big things, the school's in probably one of the most desirable places in the country to live. We're halfway between Santa Barbara and Los Angeles, 30 minutes from Malibu. Beach is close. Weather's about 70 all year long. So that that aspect is is great. The other piece is, you know, we, we've had two pro professional teams on campus, which is something not maybe everybody doesn't know. The LA Rams have trained here since since they moved to Los Angeles. Um, they're moving out of here in the next uh, within the next year to a, a new facility they're building. And Angel City FC uh, uh, trains here as well. Their their practice facility is here. 
So we've had, you know, lots of attention to the school because we've got these pro uh, teams here. The other piece is we have we have really, really great facilities. Our athletic facilities are 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 all newer, super nice. We're redoing the turf on the stadium, um, our fitness center, all those aspects, locker rooms. They, they're really, really nice. Um, I, I'd say near D1 level um, facilities. The, the other aspect is we just we have some really great majors, exercise science, new science building, communications, um, uh, obviously the liberal arts aspect, the, the teaching aspect. But the big one that lately is we, we added sport management and um, that one has has grown. We have a lot of students in it and now we're adding a graduate program in it as well. So um, that's been a, a huge aspect of it. Last piece is all the sciences. We're, we're right next to Amgen. Um, Amgen's about five minutes from here. It's the largest pharmaceutical company in the U.S. So lots of opportunities for the science majors, uh, internships and things like that. So we really have, um, you know, a, a good variety of majors, uh, small classes, 15 to one ratio um, in a great area. And then, of course, the things the kids like, we have the habit. I don't know, you know, the habit is on campus. It's a burger place, West Coast thing, I think. Not quite in and out, but nice. Uh, Starbucks and Jamba Juice. So those sort of help with uh, keeping the kids fed as well. All right. Well, you know, obviously you talk about high academics and and it's a student athlete experience, right? So specifically, how do your players really balance the, the demands of being a student as well as an athlete and kind of what support systems does a school offer to, to help ensure success? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, you know, we, we part of part of the process of recruiting really good students that helps. You know, we have really driven students who had three point six GPA here the first semester, um, which is you know pretty remarkable considering the number of people on a on a women's soccer team. So, pretty pleased um, about that. But our, our school's great. We offer free tutoring in the library every single day, so kids can walk in there any subject area, and there's tutors available um, to support them on that. Uh, you know, that the small class aspect helps the professors are available to students. They meet with students. They have great office hours. Um, that's a big piece uh, from a mental health standpoint. We have caps. They, they even come over, which is a, um, a support system for anybody who's having any sort of uh, difficulties. They actually come over to the athletic side of campus once a week so people can drop in and get any support that they need. And then honestly, you know, some of the great thing about our, our school and a lot of the students being in the, in similar majors, their teammates are great to help them with tutoring and, and, and support them in those classes. They've taken a lot of the professors in the past, so they, they have a good understanding of what's expected in those classes. So, you know, we, we really do. Uh, the last piece is uh, us coaches get reports every two weeks. So if we have any students, student athletes that drop below two, uh, 2.0 or have a less than a C in any class is what I should say, we get a notification and, um, and that, that allows us to, to reach out to that student and make sure they're, they're taking advantage of the free resources we have on campus. Okay. Awesome. Well, let's take a step back. Maybe we'll call it October timeframe. You're in the heart of that conference season. Can you walk me through what a typical week would look like for your players in terms of winter classes and meals and practice and game canes? And what does all that look like? Yeah. And to kind of, you know, follow up to the last question. One of the things that's great with us is we practice in the evenings. So they, they're done with their classes by the time class starts. So we start at six um, PM and we have lights. So it's really nice. Students are, most students are done with their classes by two. So typical, typical week, we play Wednesday, Saturday here in the conference, pretty nice setup a couple of days off in between the games um so we practice monday tuesday 
uh, game Wednesday, practice Thursday, Friday, game Saturday, off Sunday. That's a typical week if we have a Wednesday, Saturday schedule. They'll have a, a sports performance sessions, you know, strength and conditioning, whatever it may be, at least once during that week uh, in the morning. So that'll be a morning session. Uh, prior, usually this class is starting, so it's probably 7 to 8 in the morning, 6.30 to, you know, 7.30 in the morning, somewhere in that range uh, once a week. Most students start at either 8 or 9 with classes. Most of them are done by 2. They have a lunch break in the middle there. Uh, I will tell you, I don't call a lot of our student athletes between 2 and 5. That seems to be nap time um, in most cases. I wake them up if I call them during that time, but they they seem to be, you know, getting some rest in or studying during those times. Uh, then they'll come over training room, get some treatment if they need it, kind of hang out, go to the locker room, hang out with, with their teammates. And then we're out at practice at six, um, done by usually around seven 30. Most nights, one of the benefits of California, we'll do a pool, a pool recovery session. So they'll go to the swimming pool after practice, uh, for some recovery out of here by eight o'clock, eat dinner and, uh, study, get to bed and do it again. All right. Well, let's let's shift gears. Talk a little bit more about the the team side of things, and uh, well, we talked recruiting, but is there is there a roster size that you find is ideal that you guys are trying to hit each year? We try to keep it, you know, high twenties, low thirties would be 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 our our goal. We've been a little higher with since COVID, um, a lot of fifth year kids, so you know we, we've ran in more of the mid thirties. That should come down probably after this year. One more year will probably be in the 30s, and then we'll probably get down and back back down to the high 20s. We we you know what people don't realize. The nice thing about college is you get to play 11 v 11 at practice because you actually have a whole field. When you when you're in club in high school, they never have a full field. They have a quarter of a field, so they never really get an opportunity to do that. Uh, so we, we want to have at least you know 28 players. You know you think about this you. If you want to occasionally play 11 v 11 in practice, that's 22 players. You get a couple backup keepers. That takes you to 24 players. Then you got to have a couple subs for each team. There you get you to 28 real quick. Uh, and then you want to, you know, factor in, you're going to have a few injuries. So you want to have a few, few extra bodies around. So, you know, that's sort of what we're looking at um, as far as rosters goes. We don't have any roster size requirements here, you know, as far as that goes. The school's not saying, hey, you got to have X amount of kids. Um, you know, they want to want us to do what's best for our teams to be successful. Oh, that's, that's, that's excellent. Well, it, the other part of a roster is the staff, right? So can you talk to me about how big is your staff? What role does everybody play? Are there other staff maybe in the athletic department that help out with the team? What does that all look like? Yeah, we're really well supported, you know, as far as athletics go. Um, I've got a um, total of four part-time assistants. Some are less part-time than others. I would say, you know, um, you know, my, my, the top assistant is Brenton Frame. He, he, he's he been here for four years. Uh, I, I had the pleasure of coaching him when he was a kid. So it was, it's been a, a full circle um, aspect, uh, you know, known him since he was 13. So he, he moved back from Northern Cal, went to Sonoma um, State and ended up coming back here. He's been great. Uh, Shannon Pennington has been with our program since before me, I I started in 2005. She started in 99 as an assistant. She's a teacher for a living, but is just part-time coach. It's been part of the program. She played in the program. So she's really great with just all the traditions and everything that's happened from the time. For her, I think this was probably the person that got the most out of this experience was her because she has seen everything from, you know, player, grad assistant, assistant coach. She's been through, uh, you know, she's been the assistant to three head coaches here. So 
for her, it was incredible experience. Um, then we have Chloe Montano. She's been here for a couple of years. She's a, a local player from our area. Um, we were fortunate enough to to get that position on on a grant and uh, Women's Sports Foundation grant. So um, she started here with that, and 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 she's stayed since. She's done a great job. And then our goalkeeper coach Tony Castro, he stepped in. We we literally had our goalkeeper coach. Uh, you know, leave for, for a, a, a like a real job, <laughs> I guess, not a part-time soccer job for a, a PT job. And uh, about a week before the season started and in California, you can't hire anybody real quick. It takes, takes a bit of time. Um, so Tony stepped in, he was a men's goalkeeper coach and ended up working with both programs. Um, he's not complaining now since he uh, was able to be part of a national championship. Uh, I think he, he really enjoyed it and wants to keep doing it. So uh, he, he, came, he came from Cal State Northridge where he was an assistant coach there and uh, really fortunate to have somebody as our goalkeeper coach with the, the qualifications that he had. Yeah, sounds, so, sounds like it. <laughs> those, those are assistants. And then on the we're, I think, from a Division three standpoint – you know, we have some full-time sports performance coaches, and I think uh, Maddie, Maddie Grease is the one that works with us. She was uh, a player in our program, graduated in, in, in 2019, um, and then stayed on as a strength and conditioning coach with us. So we have a soccer, ex-soccer, you know, Regals alum as our strength and conditioning coach, which is absolutely fantastic. But they have, you know, we have full-time people down there and a couple part-time people down there. So we really, really do a great job with sports performance and, and, and that's a huge aspect. And then, you know, three full-time athletic trainers. So we we're we're well supported for our athletes here. And I think that's, you know, some, some that's where it varies a little bit in division three. And I think here they really do a good job of supporting uh, the athletes um, uh, in our program. Yeah. It sounds like it. That's great. Well, now to you specifically as as the head man, uh, how would you describe kind of your style of coaching, the the style of play that you're looking to implement, and the and the culture you're looking to implement? Yeah, so from a soccer standpoint, you know we we're definitely you know we we focus on being a possession based team. We we want to build from the back when possible. Um, although I think modern soccer, you have to be good in transition, so you have to be able to deal with transitional moments. So from a soccer standpoint, we want to play the, the, the best soccer we possibly can. We do want players that are technical, good in possession, that can play play that style. Uh, um, we want some good 1v1 players up top. You know, we're, we're definitely specific on what we're doing within how we play. From an overall standpoint, I, I would I would say I'm I'm definitely a positive coach, you know, somebody that believes that it's it's better to be positive with people. Uh, I think energy is contagious. The more we can have positive energy out there, the more the players are going to have positive energy. So I think it really is the coach to help drive that every day at practice. Uh, we talk about, you know, playing college soccer is is a get to, not a got to. You know, you get to be able to do this. And every day we're out there, it, it's it's it should be a day that we get to enjoy. And uh, we that's really the mentality that that we talk about. The bigger piece of that is, we really work at building the authentic relationships. We really believe that uh, in order to be successful, um, I did a thesis in college, uh, my master's thesis actually in education on female motivation. And one of the, the biggest aspects of, of that is, is creating this connected environment. And in order to do that, you it can't be fake. So people think, sometimes people think team building is, you know, playing these, you know, games and stuff. And it, it really isn't, you know, it's, it's really about how do you build relationship? How do you do things off the field that actually uh, get people to really understand each other? We have a really diverse team. And, and I think it's important that 
you know, we, we continue to build those relationships through the activities that we do. So we spend a lot of time on the off the field aspect. I truly believe we, we are not connected off the field. We're not going to win on the field. And, and I can tell you from, you know, being here for as many years as I have, the teams that are truly connected off the field have been our best teams. They may not have been our most talented teams, but they've been our best teams. Oh, that's, that's great. Well, <clears throat> coach, you've given us a lot of info. don't want to take up too much of your time. Got one last question for you. And that is if you had one bit of advice, one piece of information that you, you wish every recruit would know every family prospective college player, what would that be? Uh, pick pick the school first. Really look at where where you want to go to school. The school is the most important aspect. The soccer aspect is absolutely a bonus because so many variables could change that are outside of your control. You know, whether that's, you know, you get hurt, coaching changes, whatever happens in the landscape. It's really important that you pick a place that you're going to be happy. Here's, here's the thing that it's really hard as a 17 or 18 year old to think about, but there's a statistic out there. It's more slightly more than 50% of all, all college students end up living for majority of their life in the same area that they went to college. Now that's makes logical sense. You're going to go to internships. You're going to get a job. Um, so that you don't realize when you're going to college, you might be picking a life decision, right? Someplace where you might end up living for a good portion of your life. So you really have to think about those aspects when deciding to go. If you choose it just on the soccer aspect, those are the ones we see in the transfer portal, right? Those are the ones that aren't as happy with, with their experience and what they're doing. I really think it's important that, um, you know, they, they pick the school first and if they can do that, they're going to be happy, you know, in most cases. You know, uh, there's one more thing, if it's okay, I wanted to add, we were talking about the support aspect earlier, and I, I didn't mention, I, I, one of the other areas I think we're, we're again, well supported, we have the GPS catapult system with our players, which for Division Three is, is not something that everybody has, so we're really monitoring their training loads, and the last aspect, we, we have a wellness survey every single day um, that that they fill out. So we're, we're really looking not only on their physical being, but also where they're at from mental, we ask their stress, their mood, things like that. And lastly, as part of sort of the, the team building aspect, uh, each grade level reads a book. So we, we, we're we reading some books and all those books are are really part of the building blocks of our culture and our uh, the foundation of building those authentic relationships. So I wanted to expand upon that. I didn't, didn't get so get to do so earlier. I kind of, kind of lost my train of thought there, but I wanted to make sure we mentioned that as well. But, you know, students don't get the last thing I'll say on the, the recruiting piece, don't get caught up in the division one, two and three thing or the NAIA thing. Pick the school that fits you. Also, pick a place where you're going to play and you're going to win because those aspects are really important to the experience and, and kids get caught up in the in the label. Uh, we have a lot of kids from Southern California. They'll pick a mid-major D1 in the mid, middle of nowhere, I'll call it, or Midwest or someplace where they're not used to that That a, a Southern California you know, kid would look at. I can predict those are the ones that end up back in the portal because they're just not used to living in those places. It's not a place they can see themselves living. And then they end up coming back to California. Yep. It happens. And, uh, put the portals chock full of them these days, but, uh, well, coach, great insights, great information can see why you guys, uh, kind of, kind of built that squad and put that team together to win that national championship. So congrats again. And, uh, hopefully next time we see you, you'll be, you'll be defending it in the, in the final four again. I hope so. It's gonna gonna be a, it's gonna be a tough year coming up, but uh, we're gonna do our best. Sounds good, and I'll see you in Vegas. All right. <laughs> okay. Look forward to meeting you in person.
All right. Take care. Have a good one. Have a good day. Hi, everybody. It's Matt from Discover College Soccer. I hope you're enjoying the podcast, whether that's on YouTube or your favorite podcast platform. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. I also wanted to let you know about the Discover College Soccer Study Table. This is our brand new online portal that is complete with a 14-part online course giving you all of the ins and outs of the college soccer recruiting process. There's also a wealth of resources such as checklists, templates, there's the spreadsheets that have every soccer program in the country along with their coaches, their contact information, their social media information, uh, some basic stats about the school and more. Plus there's an online community where you can ask your questions, share your wins, your losses, any questions that you may have around the college soccer recruiting process. It's all there at the Discover College Soccer study table that you can find at discovercollegesoccer.com slash study table and hopefully we will see you there.